Hi, I'm Marielle Hemingway. As a mental health advocate and author, I love books. Books have the capacity to inspire, educate, transform, and ultimately help readers all over the world. So if you want to publish your book or if you need help writing your story, I highly recommend Mindstir Media, rated the number one best book publisher around the country. Mindstir Media can help you no matter where you are in the book writing or publishing process. Go to mindstermedia.com to learn more and schedule a consultation. This episode is brought to you by Mindstir Media and the Sunrise segment of the Outcomes of Sun podcast radio. Out Comes the Sun, with Mariel Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Out Comes the Sun Radio. Oh, my gosh. This is a super exciting day for us. Um, hello, Santa Barbara. And I want you to meet my partner, Melissa Yamaguchi, my, my co-host. Melissa Yamaguchi, who uh, is going to join me every single day. Well, you go now. I'm stuck to you like glue. You don't have a choice. <laughs> I think people will realize very, very quickly that we are best friends. Uh, we have a lot to say about a lot of things. And we are so looking forward to sharing with you, you know, things that we're discovering about the world. I mean, it, to, to be clear, this show is a it, it, it started out. We, we started out as a podcast and we still a podcast. Um, and it was to benefit a foundation that that Melissa and I started called the Mariel Hemingway Foundation. <laughs> what a unique name. Uh, the reason why we did that is so it was just like, OK, this is recognizable. And I knew nobody would argue with me that that was my name. And, you know, there <laughs> It's not going to give me a hard time. So Mariel Hemingway Foundation.org is this organization. We're trying to create a resource navigator online so that people that have needs for mental health issues, whatever they may be, and mental health being addiction, suicidal tendencies, any kind of mental health disorder, uh, anxiety, depression, uh, PTSD, the, the, the eating disorder, every kind of mental health issue we want to be able to address on a site that guides you towards what you need, wherever you are in this country. That's the goal. That's the dream. That's what we're hoping to do with this show, uh, or not with this show, but with the foundation. And we want the show to help that. So any of you out there that's interested in mental health and, and, and creating this resource navigator and helping people to find the solution that they need. And I believe personally, because I've done a lot of mental health work for many, many years, I believe there is a solution for everyone out there. It's just a matter of finding what works for you because there's not one size fits all, right? Everybody is different. Everybody's kind of recipe towards wellness and balance is different. So that's what we're aiming to do with our foundation is to create this resource navigator. So you can find it. Well, and the resource navigation is, is so vital because we've had so many people either contact you, contact me, contact us and say, my son, my daughter, my friend, I am struggling and I don't know where to go. I don't know where to turn. And if, whether they're because of demographic, because of their demographics or whether it's because, because maybe they don't want to take pharmaceutical medicine or they're scared of it and they don't know how it would play into their lives or they've never, they don't know what their options are, regard, whether it's pharmaceutical or it's holistic, they don't know their options. So creating a space where people can go and have resources, options is really huge. A lot of people don't know what they have or what even is, what even is out there. And I think it's also important, Meryl, that we note that one of the reasons we also talked about doing this was yes, as the resource navigation, but also to bring awareness to the fact that in our country, and I don't know well enough to speak about this globally, but I know in our country, 
we are we are sorely lacking for people in the arena of helping with mental health, whether it's the social workers, whether it's the caregivers, we're miss we're lacking. And so a lot of our students that are graduating from university aren't necessarily going into the field. And we wanted to bring awareness to the fact that this is an incredibly important arena. All of us at some point have been touched by some some issue in the mental health arena. All of us. No one has been immune to immune to it. None at all. So what we need to bring awareness and we need to highlight those that are offering care that are the specialist in this and whatever arena and to bring more awareness to the glory and the beauty of helping yes absolutely and also there's that element of those that are helping sometimes need help mm -hmm. right we forget that and and you know i come from many suicides in my family and the people left behind are kind of left going you know, wait, I'm now I'm traumatized. Now I'm depressed. Now I'm scared. Now I don't know what my future looks like. Anyway, we want to be able to give those kinds of options and information yeah. because everybody will find their place. They they're it, it's an incredible arena and we're we live in a good time because people are talking about it now there's less stigma than there used to be there's still right. in regard to mental health but it's less and less and i've i've been speaking about mental health for about 20 years and it's way it's way advanced from 20 years ago it used to be so taboo now it's much more people are much more open about it sometimes Maybe too much. So, no, I don't think so. But but the truth is people are speaking out, but people still don't know quite what to do. And also, if 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 you come up against a problem like with your child or with with you, something like that, you want to be able to um, you want to be able to find that solution that really sets with you. So anyway, again, we want to become a resource navigator. So if you're interested in that, go to MarielHemingwayFoundation.org and, you know, become a part of our community, you know, help, help us out in any way and reach out to us. A a any questions, reach out to us on, on the site, The Outcomes of Sun. Uh, you know, YouTube site or or wherever you you feel you can reach out to us, please, because we really are interested in what you have to say. We're interested in all of those things. But I'm excited. I mean, this is, this is incredible. I mean, here we are. We are starting today is our first day. Let's just talk about this. Let's just talk about the first day of school. I had the jitters all morning. I didn't know whether to wear knee socks or anklets. <laughs> it's just so great. Here we are in Santa Barbara. We are also doing our podcast, but we just started today doing an everyday show, eight to nine in Santa Barbara. So I, I hope that you will join us every single day to do the sunrise. And that's what we're doing right now. This is the sunrise segment segment right. of our show. Melissa and I kind of catching up about the world. It's the sunrise segment. And um and today is obviously about educating you about what's going on, what's going on with our foundation. And who are we? Who are Mariel and Melissa? What are they talking about? Why are they on my radio? I'll tell you why we're on your radio. We want to share everything with you. We want to bring goodness to your day. We want you to kickstart your day with high energy, good information. And we're your, we want to be your radio support system. We're going to be bringing on guests that are some of the best doctors, some of the leading authors, some of the people in our community, in our communities that are making a difference, frontline workers, people, moms and dads, people that are coming in to share information that we believe is vital for you. And we want to bring you the sunshine, if you will, even on a rainy day. Exactly. It's so good. So we're going to have incredible guests from doctors to celebrities to this, that, and the other person who's going to give be a wealth of amazing information and be entertaining, which leads me to the incredible guests that we have today. And I'm so excited. I was so excited when I knew that we were going to speak to this man <laughs> because he's just incredible. And he's kind of known in Santa Barbara. He's known as Mr. Santa Barbara. He was, he spent many years there 
And I and I know that he 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 loves this place. John Cleese is our guest today, and he is John Cleese. He's amazing, and he will tell you so. <laughs> and I think we should sing his name every time we say it. John Cleese. John Cleese. Why not? <laughs> His name. His name deserves to be sung. He, John, was so um, open and and giving and sharing and sharing information on what he felt about the important role that comedy plays in a world where sometimes it doesn't feel very comedic. And so you, you come back with us and you start your day with John Cleese. It's going to set some intention in your day. That's one of our game plans here. Yeah. So we're going to take a little break and then we're going to come back with our amazing guest, John Cleese. John Cleese. Good morning, Santa Barbara. You're listening to The Morning Show with Mariel Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi, that'd be me, right here on KZSB 96.9 FM and 1290 AM in Santa Barbara. Hi, it's Kevin Nealon. I have a new book out now called I Exaggerate My Brushes with Fame. It's a collection of my caricatures and accompanying anecdotes. Also, if that's not enough for you, I have a little hiking show on YouTube. It's a web series. It's called Hiking with Kevin. But more importantly, right now, you're listening and watching Out Comes the Sun with Muriel Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi. Enjoy. Our special guest today is so important, <laughs> so very, very cool. But today, we've brought our two shows together, our two radio shows together to celebrate the comedy icon. Our very special guest today is John Cleese. He thank, is one you. Of the thank you. Thank you, fans. Thank you. <laughs> Take a bow. Take a bow. Uh, he's one of the most recognized and popular comic actors in the world. In fact, a father. What do you mean, father. one of the? <laughs> I'm going to get to that. Who wrote this dribble? I'm not. No, no, Jeremiah. We had we did a deal before this, Frey. You were going to be nice. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to get through this. Am I? Should I just give up now? <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this. He's on a list of 50 of the most revered names in entertainment. 50 uh, of the most. Yeah. More than 300 comedians, comedy writers, producers, and directors on both sides of the Atlantic have not named John Cleese, I better not tell you this, number two, John, on the li list of the world's most talented comedians. And it was compiled for Channel 4. The I hope number one is dead. <laughs> number in fact, number one is dead. So you're really oh, good. So uh, what are you talking about? What's this number two nonsense? <laughs> I guess they gave him the they gave him number one. <laughs> they gave him number one, even though he's dead. Um, oh my God! So I don't know if I'm going to get through this. But John, you can call me the X number two now. <laughs> the number one. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> But listen, you want to take charge because this Jeremiah guy's hopeless. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, <laughs> I'm a, I feel like I got to speed, speed, uh, speed up a little bit so I can get through this. John probably <laughs> best known for his television work on Monty Python's Flying Circus and Faulty Towers. If you ask anyone under twenty who John Cleese is, they give you a quizzical look at first, and when you say nick the nearly headless ghost in the harry potter film series they light up and shout i love john cleese <laughs> this, this is a true story uh john has appeared in numerous movies including time bandits silverado the out of towners charlie's angels full throttle and the day the earth stood still he had leading roles in several comedies such as a fish called wanda 
which is a cult classic and happens to be my dad's favorite movie of all time. He's done voice work in numerous films, including the Shrek series, as well as Charlotte's Web and Trolls. And when I first met John, I called him Mr. Cleese and I asked him, may I call you John? And he replied, yes, but please alternate between Mr. Cleese and John. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, John, uh, to the show. We got, I got through <laughs> That wasn't too hard on you, was it? You're number one. We no, just, no, it's fine. It's well, you can do a bit more fawning later on, but that's enough for the time being. <laughs> All right, John. So here's my question I want to lead off here with. They say that tragedy and time plus time equals comedy. Uh-huh. And it feels like we have tragedy all of the time now. How do mm -hmm. we get back to the comedy, John? That's a very good question. Seriously, I, I was reading something yesterday and there was a list of all the comedy shows on BBC in 1991, 31 years ago. And there were nine or 10 good natured, funny, likable comedies. And now I can't name one. Mm, I know. It's I mean, it's partly because the people in charge, as usual, have absolutely no idea what they're doing. But I think it's uh, it's it's something about the times. I mean, these are terribly anxious times, and politically, it's very very worrying. You see, I once helped a psychiatrist write two books about psychology, psychiatry, and the thing I learned, which stuck in my mind, is there's a stress chart that is uh, produced. Um, for the health companies, you know, uh, by statisticians. And it's this thing that causes you the, you the most stress. Stress, for example, uh, death of, of a spouse is 100 points. You know, losing a job is 78 or something like that. Mm. And what I discovered, and this is the shocking thing, was that um, an increase in the number of rows you have on a regular basis with your wife. Most people have a, a, a row with their spouse, you know, uh, in a month so many times. But an increase costs you 38 points. And a decrease in the number of rows you're having with your wife or spouse costs you 38 points. In other words, the stress is not whether the change is good or bad, it's just the change. Interesting. I think we're living in times that are so stressed and so changed that people are desperate to look for uh, uh, an authority figure to make them feel safer. And, of course, they're choosing exactly the wrong people. Mm -hmm. So that's the sort of uh, that's my serious answer to it. But I think that uh, James Thurber, whom I adore and who's been rather forgotten in America, he's a yes. wonderfully funny writer. He wants to find. Um, let me get this right. He defined comedy as tragedy recalled in tranquility. Mm. In other words, something that at the time. Yeah. <laughs> So absolutely awful. Right. Later, when you're free of it, you can sit back and have a laugh, which reminds you that it doesn't really matter. But at the time, you think it does. Oh. Well, you know, what's so interesting about what you're saying is that, you know, I think what's so difficult about this, this period in our, in our history is the fact that we're, and I, and, and I was wondering as a comedian, if you feel this, is that, you know, you mentioned that there are less shows that are funny and, you know, what have you. And you can't talk about things anymore. You're not allowed to right. that or, you know, like there's I, so I, many I, taboos. Yeah. It's crazy. I find it, I find it in, absolutely incredible what, what is going on in terms of people not being allowed to speak because the basic, look, the human beings are frail, stupid, lazy, incompetent, but ultimately quite lovable people. You know what I mean? We're a mess. We're all a complete mess. And and that's okay. You know, that's that's not such a such a bad thing as all that. But to think that anyone can ever come up with some kind of political organization that is really intelligent. 
Uh, it's a waste of time. Of course, it isn't going to be. Everybody's going to cheat on voting and all this kind of thing. It, it, you, you can't come up here. And, and I think some of the uh, very progressive people say that liberalism has failed. No, no, no. Human nature has failed. Yes. Because there's no system that you can set up that we humans can't up in about 15 minutes. <laughs> So we just got to go with the best we've got. And the best we've got, I think, is liberal democracy. And the idea behind liberal democracy, like Voltaire said, you know, I will defend your, to my, to give my life to defend your right to, to, to say things I disagree with. That it should be about people talking to each other and trying to find common ground. Yes. And we've almost lost that. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, and then in sweeps AI. <laughs> and in sweeps artificial intelligence to kind of fill the gap there it's yeah. a set, it feels like a setup it feels like a setup you know, we 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 blocked ourselves so much and then yes. artificial intelligence is going to come in and fill in the gaps with more precision than we but could you see that we've, we've created a society where people are largely treated like robots and they behave like robots That's right and if you if you are treated like a robot and, and you behave like a robot, then there's no problem about replacing you with a robot. That's right. So all the all the more humanitarian parts of life, you know, sitting at dinner with friends, enjoying a glass of wine and laughing, that doesn't matter anymore because you've got to becoming got to becoming richer and more powerful. People who are rich and powerful are not happy people. This is true. Yeah, my old friend, the screenwriter, William Goldman, he had a conversation with a doorman in one of those apartments in New York where, uh, you know, they, they, the condominiums. And he, he, he went to meet a friend and he got, fell in the conversation with the doorman. And the doorman said, you know, half the people in this building, they're billionaires. He said, and I see them every morning and every evening coming in, coming out, coming in. Never a smile. Yeah. Never a smile. Never a thank you. No, no gratitude. Yeah. No eye contact. Yeah. It's very no eye contact. And people kids, sort of pretend, Mariel, pretending that they're better than other people because yes. they have money. Yeah. And I mean, it's so unbelievably ludicrous. And yet people believe it. Yeah, and then, and then we've set up a social media system that just buys into that. Like, oh, we're teaching children that that actually does matter. And it doesn't matter. And they, yeah. don't know. they have no. no clue that it's all smoke and mirrors and fake. And it's, well, it's social media has become the golden calf. Yeah, yeah well, it's, it's a terrible business of people trying to pretend they're more beautiful and more intelligent and more accomplished than they are. You know, we don't have to be particularly beautiful, intelligent or accomplished. We can have a good life. That's right. That's not what anyone's telling us. We're all being told we're in this very competitive world. And I think it's, the competitiveness of America is is kind of compulsive. It's kind of knee-jerk competitiveness, yes. you know. It's like the male peacocks, you know. They used to <laughs> attract, the, attract the peacock hens with their tails. And, and the one with the biggest tail got the most hens until in the end he couldn't fly. <laughs> <laughs> Exhausted tail. <laughs> it's so true. Wow. So I don't know what we do about it, except we try to laugh. And I think we try to tell people when people are growing up, we try and say to kids, find something that you're really going to enjoy doing. Yes. You can be very happy on much less money than you think. That's exactly right. You something know, do something so when you wake up in the morning, you think to yourself, actually, this is going to be quite interesting today. If you do that and find a nice person to live with, you're going to have a very good life. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's yeah, it's it's a, it's a bizarre time. But your your laughter and your sense of joy is so powerful. And 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 I think that that's missing in so many people's lives. And I mean, I know that I know you have a show, a new show that you say 
we probably won't see in America, but I think we will. And also we are heard in England now, apparently. So that's pretty cool. But I was wondering, could tell us a little bit about your show, like what what you're doing, like what well, is this new new channel, which has got a reputation of being right wing, and actually it's genuinely free speech, but a lot of it is right wing and rubbish. Um, they came to me and they said, "Why don't you uh, Why don't you make ten programs for us, um, and you can do whatever you like." So, what are you doing? Is it a? Is it? I said, "Yeah." I said, "Yes, I'd like to do, like to do this. I'd like to have some people on television who I know a bit." and who I think are very bright, talking about things that are much more intelligent than we normally talk about on television. Brilliant. The first show, I've got about four absolutely top people, absolutely top, to, to really to explain to the British public how awful and completely destructive our newspapers are. Yeah. And that's going to be the full first hour at the end of which uh, I think the, the viewers are going to think maybe this isn't such a right wing channel. And then the next program I would like to do would be about psi phenomena, because I'm very interested in all these things like remote viewing yes. and precognition. And I know a lot of the top people because I've been interested for a long time. I know the people in the DOPS department at the University of Virginia and Dean Radin and a lot of absolutely terrific top people. And I want to present this to the, the English audience and say, did you know that this, the existence of these psi, psi phenomena has been proved beyond any doubt statistically? And the, the reason we don't talk about it, Meryl, as you were saying, we don't talk about it is because the scientists refuse to believe this irrefutable evidence for one reason. They can't explain it. They can't explain it or they can't control it. Too. Ah, yeah, true. True. Right? Wow. But they can't explain things oh, yeah. and then they want to believe that they can believe uh, that they can uh, explain everything. In fact, I have a sketch that starts, we scientists, you know, I love them when they <laughs> say that. We scientists now know that we don't know very much. <laughs> that will be a really happy day because they all think they know lots. They're not interested in the philosophy of science. They just want to go do science without actually examining the underlying assumptions in science. And if they did, they'd realize that it's an extraordinarily useful tool and it doesn't explain anything that's really important. Right. Hmm? Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Amazing. Next, we're going to replace this. The next script will be We Doctors. We Doctors. <laughs> <laughs> now know <laughs> that we make a lot of money. <laughs> we make right? a lot of money and a lot of mistakes, but we don't tell you that. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, there is a great, a great, uh, it's very funny. I once said to a doctor friend of mine in Santa Barbara, I said, I don't think that 85% of the people in any given profession don't really know what they're doing. And he said to me, oh, no, he was a doctor. He said, no, no, I think you're much higher. So I went off and I looked at the statistics. And every day in the United States of America, the number of people who die due to medical errors is the equivalent of two jumbo jets crashing out of the sky every day. Every day, every every day. day medical errors. Yes. And of course, of course they're going to make yes. mistakes. They're human beings. They're yes. going to screw things up here and there. So the good ones screw up less. But I think it's terrible that they often sometimes get sued just because people, somebody dies, the people in the family uh, think the treatment could have been better, probably could. So, so but don't give them a, a huge, huge, huge sums of money because then it gets like what we have in England football pools. A small number of people win huge amounts of yes. money. 
it's it's it, you know there are going to be mistakes, and if there are mistakes, then let's try and cut down on the number of mistakes. But we're never going to cut out mistakes completely. One of the funniest things I ever heard: I went down to a little island in between England and France called the Channel Islands. And during the war, it was occupied by the Germans, by the Nazis. And it's a little island with lots of sorts of windy roads. And you know what happened? The, the German vehicles started having lots of accidents because they were used to driving a little windy British roads. And Hitler got very angry about the number of accidents that were happening. So he forbade people to have accidents. Oh, I mean, that is... <laughs> Well, I, I could have used that when I was parenting my children. <laughs> Had I known that was an option. Yeah. <laughs> but we are we are very fragile people and we make a lot of mistakes. And if we're smart, we learn from the mistake. That's right. Yes. There was a great British historian called Isaiah Berlin who made a distinction between two types of people, the uh, hedgehogs and the foxes. You know this? And no. the foxes don't pretend to know the whole thing they know just little bits here and there and they're always learning from their mistakes so they get better and better and the hedgehogs have got one huge idea and they never ever question it like ronald reagan <laughs> that's awesome the moral of the story is folks yeah don't it's look to the cute little hedgehog no matter how nimble he may he may appear <laughs> 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 well, when we when we're talking about, as we were earlier about comedy, and an, an idea came to mind on about the concept of joy. And mm -hmm. although it may seem a, a broad stroke question, I do have a question for you. What or dare I say, who brings you joy and love in your life? I think the main thing is I married um, a, a, a wonderful one off woman. <laughs> I call fish it's like a fish. And what we both discovered after we've been dating for a bit is that the two of us, quite individually and quite separately, had had the largest collections of stuffed animals, of oh, soft no. toys. What's that? Oh, I'm so, so sorry. Um, anyway, we discovered after we've been dating that we each had the huge um uh, collection of stuffed toys no way really yes dragons and 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 uh, lots yeah. and lots of, of bears and and every giraffes with our, our flat now when we put the two collections together it's like the world's biggest soft toy museum and i'm telling you this because i uh this psychiatrist i wrote the book he said People consist of three parts. There's a kind of wiser part that doesn't turn up very often, but it's sort of there when people can go quiet and really think about important things. Then there's uh, the parent, and that's the one who makes all the arrangements, makes the money, makes sure that the things are repaired and that the children get to school on time and takes them to the dentist or that. And then there's the child. And the child understands wonder and, and and joy and is terribly good at playing. And he said, "We you lose those as you get older if you take yourself too seriously. 100%. I so we, we spend an awful lot of time hiding and jumping out at each other. <laughs> yeah. We, we stayed at the Raffles Hotel in Singapore, and the staff I discovered absolutely loved us because they'd never seen an 83-year-old man hiding behind <laughs> pillars and jumping out, you see. <laughs> it makes everybody smile. It does make everybody smile. My, my uh, significant other, my husband, for lack of a better term, um, he and I play all the time. We laugh. We have right? guffaw laughter every single day. And it's it's amazing. I remember when I first met him and I I had raised kids and been in a marriage and been very serious. And when I first met him, he he hid in the house like he hid and he jumped out, you know, like did what you were talking about. And I was I was so shy. I was like, what are you doing? And I was so I was. 
you know, like it freaked me out. And then, <laughs> you know, we play hide and seek and, yeah. you know, it's crazy. And it's so, I, we laugh every day and it's so important. I mean, because what, it, what, Mario, it reminds you that, you that there's joy in the present moment. That's Absolutely. Right. This is why Cree says that it is much, much smarter to have pets than to have children. <laughs> you know, because you don't have to educate pets, and they're much nicer and much more fun. <laughs> and they purr and run around, and <laughs> you throw a stick for a dog, and it runs after the stick and brings it back. And you throw a stick for a cat, and the cat says, what? <laughs> <laughs> They're wonderful pets. I always say I'd rather lose a friend than a pet, you know, because yeah. you could always make another friend. <laughs> <laughs> but if you, you see, the thing is, if you get in an atmosphere like this now, where we're just giggling and being silly, yeah. not, not trying to show off. What happens is it's very hard for anyone to come into this atmosphere and pretend that they're very important. Yes. And that yes. is why, right, why pompous people like to be pompous because it means they can be self-important. That's right. Everyone around them is giggling. They can't get away with it. So they want yeah. solemnity and, and my, look how important I am. Sir, I'm yeah. serious. I'm an adult. We yeah. don't trust those don't ever of become an adult. Yeah. <laughs> That's my yeah. motto. Awful. I mean, the thing to do with There was a movie when I did that. Somebody said to me, you can't. It was Rat Race. You can't do that. And I said, I can do anything I like. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm rich. <laughs> Bitch. That's right. Oh, my God. So much fun. Have you got a question? Well, Mike, my, my, I don't have a question. I'm watching the clock for you because I know you told me if you can't get to dinner on time, I'm going to really be in trouble. I'm going to get it. So it is now. So, well, let me, if we were going to end, I would say this. Years ago, I was learning to drive much, much later than most people do. I think it, I was about 38. I never bothered to drive. I just used to take cabs. And uh, I was being taught by a lovely man who was a batman during the war. That's the personal servant that uh, is, is given by the army to very high-ranking officers. And he adored the guy, the general that he worked for. And the general said to him, because his name was Walter, he said, Walter, what you have to uh, remember in life is that most things don't matter much. And no, no, sorry that some things matter a bit, but most things don't matter at all. And if you, I say often to myself when something irritating happens, I find my almost reflex now, like a knee jerk. I say, does it really matter? And you know, it almost never does. I love that. Great final words by the great John Cleese. The great, the, the uh, <laughs> don't stop. icon. I'm Mr. an icon. icon, Mr. Cleese. And I'm a, I'm a number legend, one. Number one comedian in the world. I, I am an ex number two. And <laughs> I, I am also something. Oh, yes, I'm an institution. Cleese <laughs> 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 said money. <laughs> <laughs> Dot org. .org. Yes. I've actually thought of starting a church because I think that's the way to get really rich. <laughs> it really is. And I've got the right initials, you see. It would be the church. You do? Hey, listen, a little sidebar. Jeremiah and I were talking and he had sent a text to the, uh, the three of us were on a group chat and he had sent a text. Jeremiah, I'm going to tell this. And he sent this text saying something about JC. And I texted back John and he said, yes, JC equals John Cleese. And I said, well, crap, I had 10 questions for Jesus. So yes, we're right there with you. <laughs> okay. Oh, dear. John, thank you so much and have a great day. That was fun, wasn't it? That's yes. fun. I don't want to let you. I don't want to let you. Where are you? I am in, I am in Los Angeles now. Good. I also am in Idaho, but I'm in Los Angeles right now. Yeah. Good. And Melissa, where are you? I'm in Westlake Village. 
California. It's like 45 oh, minutes. Great. Yeah. Well, listen, I, in, uh, in uh, let me think, uh, middle, uh, no, the later August, I'll be in L.A., so why don't we all have dinner together and, and Jeremiah can pay? <laughs> <laughs> it's the best plan I've heard all day. I love right. that idea. I'm in. I'm That's in. Not, Jeremiah, I'll be in touch when I need you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and take it. I love it. If you throw, throw them at me, John, I'll take them all. And I'll pay I, for know, I know what a nice guy you are because <laughs> my daughter, who is quite picky, thinks you're great oh, all right nice. so i'm prepared to take a word for it despite <laughs> what i've seen with my own eyes <laughs> <laughs> despite the fact that your daughter doesn't catch the stick when you throw it yes <laughs> all right i'm off to have an indian curry and then i'm oh. getting an early night because i'm 83. i love it <laughs> i gotta right. eat i mean otherwise i should die hungry you know i don't want to do that. <laughs> hey john right, 83. I think we'll all agree. I, I want to thank you for making us laugh for the last half hour. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Amazing. Thank enjoy, you. Enjoy the curry. I'll go away. <laughs> uh, he's, he's great. I love him. When we started to show Fish Called Wanda, you know, the test screenings to audiences, we used to ask the audiences to fill out what we called an evaluation card. And they would be asked, what do you think of the music? Did you like the ending? And one of the questions was, what are the three funniest scenes in the movie for you? When we added up the votes, we found the funniest scene was killing the dogs. The second funniest was Michael with the chips up his nose. And the third was me dancing around naked, speaking Russian. <laughs> It said, what were the three most offensive scenes for you in the movie? And the three were killing the dogs, Michael with the chips up his nose, and me dancing. So what is going on here? Well, I think when you get into taboo areas, that is areas like dead bodies or limbs coming off or anything sexual, there's always a little bit of anxiety because it is taboo, you see. But for some people, just a few, there's a lot of anxiety. So when the subject is raised, they kind of freeze up and they feel very uncomfortable and they hate it and they hate the fact that people around them are laughing so much and they say I've been offended however most people just have a little bit of anxiety so what happens if you make them laugh you get an even bigger laugh than you do normally because you get the normal laugh and then you get the extra energy that comes from that little bit of anxiety being liberated so you get huge laughs when you deal with taboo subjects and that's one reason why my humor has a pretty black quality to it some of the time Good morning, everyone. You are listening to The Morning Show with Marielle Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi right here on KZSB 96.9 FM and 1290 AM in Santa Barbara. And next, Energy with Melissa Yamaguchi. Welcome back to Outcomes the Sun with Meryl Hemingway and me, Melissa Yamaguchi. So I've got some energy tips I'd like to share with you. A lot of questions come my way about feng shui and energy. And I think one of the most important things that I can share with you right off the bat is understanding the five elements of energy. In feng shui, it's fire, earth, metal, water, and wood. And interestingly enough, each one of those elements have a season that's attached to it, a color representation, a, an area of your home or your life, as well as a quality that's associated with it. So, for example, fire is associated with the summer months. It's associated with certain foods, spicier foods. It's associated with the colors red, purple, and fuchsia. It's known as the quality is uh, if someone possesses fire energy that they're known as passionate and creative and this brilliance of burst of energy 
and creativity. And it's also in the area of your home, which is in the south area of your home. And it's also in the area of your life, which is associated with your reputation. So when you have someone who studies feng shui, they go in and look at all of these components of each one of the elements. And it's important to understand the difference between them when you're finding balance. And let me give you an example of someone who's got metal. Metal energy person is, is very focused on, if you can imagine, think of metal. They're, they're focused on, on structure and efficiency. They don't want you mixing up their pens and pencils. If they're an artist, they don't want you, you putting all their paintbrushes together. They've got them separated. It's a very specific energy. And in feng shui, when we're talking about food, we look at the, the element and the season. So there's certain seasons when you wouldn't bring other elemental energy in because it wouldn't match the season and it wouldn't match the element of energy. So as we move further along in our time here together that we get to spend, I'm, I'm going to dive a little bit more into each one. But today I'll sharing that fire with you. It's important to note it's the season of summer. It's associated with creativity. And if you think about it, the summers when our kids are out of school, people often take vacations, a lot of creativity flows anyway. So the notion that that is the fire energy does make sense. It is hotter. Your clothing is, is shorter, less material. You're moving about more freely. That's a time for freedom and energy. So fire, each one of these elements, fire, earth, metal, water, and wood, have more than just an association of direction. Their food, their textures, their personalities, their their seasons. So that's that's a big component of it. And I look forward to sharing more with you as we hang out more. And that's, those are my tips for you. Now, listen, don't go very far. Be sure to come right back. Our girl, Mariel Hemingway, is going to be offering you brilliance in the form of tips for your life. Let's bring in the balance. Hello, wonderful humans out there. I am Roy Zatiski from MyWildlife.com, and you are listening to Out Comes the Sun with Mariel Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi. Hey, everyone. You're listening to The Morning Show with Mariel Hemingway, me, and Melissa Yamaguchi. That'd be me. <laughs> right here on KZSB 96.9 FM and 1290 AM in Santa Barbara. And now, Mariel Hemingway with Balance. Thank you so much, Melissa. Thank you for bringing me back, bringing me back into balance. Um, yeah, so today I have a tip for you. Um, I talk a lot about uh, being present, right? And what does that mean? Like, I think in yoga, you hear like be present. You hear a lot of, you see a lot of memes about being present. And, and what does it mean to be present? Well, first of all, let me explain a little bit what that means. Being present means you are here now in this moment at this time right now. Right now, I am talking to every audience member and I'm talking about being present. I am not in the past. I'm not thinking about what happened to me in sixth grade or, you know, whether I got, you know, tripped up by something, you know, last week. And I'm also not thinking about the future, right? I'm not worried about something that that I don't know if it's going to happen, but I'm worried about, right? So being present is really just doing what you're doing when you're doing it, right? So my, my kind of exercise or tip for you today is to, when, when you're doing something, to really focus on just that. Say you're washing the dishes, right? You're, you're there, you've got the dishes. And instead of like, I'm washing the dishes, but I got this to do and I got to get in the car and I got to do all these things. Think about literally washing the dishes, like feel the soap, put the soap, smell the soap, 
right? You put the water on, there's the temperature of the water. It's the feel of all these things. It's the sudsing of the, of the dish, or maybe you put it in the dishwasher, but doing things with an intention of being completely aware of each moment as it happens. So it's this unfolding and it's that uh, the Buddhists call it chop wood, carry water. It's this thing. It's just simple. It's the simple things that we do and we, and we get to do them with intention. And, and so that's, that's the tip of the day. That's it. I'm just telling you to be present because that's what I'm working on every single day in finding my balance. So thank you all. Choose healthy. Choose you. Out comes the sun. Please go to MarielHemingwayFoundation.org. Help us create a resource navigator for people with mental health issues. We're coming up with solutions. Out Comes the Sun has been a production of Evolve Entertainment. Hosts, Mariel Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi. Executive producer, Jeremiah Higgins. Sound engineer and producer, Richard Dr. D. Dugan. And sound engineer, Slater Smith. Thank you for listening. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.